Welcome to the California Work Comp Report podcast. It's Thursday, March 11th, 2021. Today we speak with Dr. John Alchemy about the Alvarez-Guzman decision and how it applies to California workers' compensation cases. Today we are discussing uh, Alvarez-Guzman uh, and and the Almarez-Guzman law and how it applies to workers' comp claims in California. Um, th- again, this is your host, Corey Olson, here with the other host. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about co-hosts or other hosts or what like what is what, but uh, but I am here with Dr. John Alchemy. How are you, John? Doing well, Corey. How are you today? I'm do- I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, right. Yeah. So if if I understand the the if I understand Almarez Guzman correctly in California, um, the way that I would describe it as a non-workers comp professional who's reading into this is it it's essentially a law that allows for workers comp physicians and professionals to give a rating that is uh, different from the rating. Um, uh, an impairment rating that is uh, calculated based off of the AMA guide. So if you do a, a calculation for an impairment uh, based off of the AMA guides and, and you determine that it is, you know, your, your patient has like 3% whole person impairment in a certain body part, but you as the physician, as the professional who's basically seen the patient through the course of the claim, you think that, you know, it might be even more than that, or I, I, I don't know of a case where it would be this, but it would be even less than that, um, then, then you would therefore invoke uh, Almarez Guzman. Am I, under, am I understanding that correctly, John? Yeah, the, the Almarez Guzman dates back to two, around 2009, um, when there were a couple of cases that came up, and basically the doctors uh, who were doing the ratings thought that the chapter rating or the quote unquote four corners as they referred to it ultimately of the AMA guides. Um, and I like to point out the AMA guides actually has eight corners on it, um, but <laughs> but we call it four corners. And the, um, the, the book is two dimensional, three dimensional after all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, within, within those four and or eight corners, um, you know, there's chapter ratings and you follow the directions and you get a rating value. And these uh, particular doctors in these particular cases um, decided that the rating should be higher or should be more mm-hmm. than what the standard AMA guides uh, rating did. And remember, the AMA guides in California came in around um, 2005 into mm-hmm. uh, into existence, and you know these didn't come in until 2009, which is a little bit amazing to me because it's like really what took so long for this you know whole idea to come up. And get formalized, but that's probably another story. But that's right. So the doctor thinks that the um, book does not give the injured worker enough impairment. Mm-hmm. Um, that that just just leading off with this because it kind of reminds me of the the the, the outcome of the Almarez Guzman case. Kind of reminds me of a a quote from a from a a certain very large uh, a, a a film made by a very large production company who who's. Uh, you know, one might know, but it's a it's a film about some pirates, and uh, you know, when when questioned about the the code of pirates, the 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 captain of one of the ships says, you know, those are more like guidelines. And you know, I think about the the AMA guides as it relates to this case because that's kind of what's what has been determined with with Elmer Guzman is that you know, 
the the kind of the strict measure of the the AMA guides makes it so that you know this this rating is law but as you said and and as is sort of apparent if you look at it like you can't really confine the 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 infinitesimal set of of things that could happen in a work comp case to just what it says in this book and and like you said yeah the fact that it took like five years to implement that is is four years to implement that it's kind of crazy so um, so the AMA guides, we've we've discussed this before, but it must have slipped my memory that the AMA guides, as you say, were implemented in California around 2000, 2004, 2005. Um, did California have its own uh, rule set before that, or was it a, a, a former version of the AMA guides that it was working off of? No, they did. Um, and some states still do have their own, you know, rules for creating permanent disability ratings and Mm -hmm. um, for work comp injuries and California had its own and it went basically um, based on the tenets of pain and the pain frequency and the objective findings and the functional loss as far as um, work restrictions and things like that. So um, those have for the most part kind of been phased out. We don't do those ratings unless it's under extremely special circumstances or there's an old claim that rears its head again that needs to be addressed or re-rated. But for the most part, you know, all of our ratings are now transitioned over to the AMA Guides um, 5th edition. And getting back to the Almaraz Guzman, the Almaraz Guzman really addresses two flavors of, of situations. And it's I think it's good for the listeners to understand this. One is um, when the rating value simply doesn't match um, the patient's functional loss. You know, that's, that's one of them. And then the other one, um, if you read some of the determinations and, and things, um, the other application for it is when you're trying to do ratings on conditions that the AMA guides simply does not list as a rateable condition. And they, you know, hold out uh, plantar fasciitis as an example yeah. of something, you know, that's not really clearly rated on a table or on a, a chart anywhere in the book. So it's under those two um, situations that uh, Elmeriz Guzman comes into play for the most part. I would say in my experience and from what I've seen, um, other doctors writing and reviews I've done, um, it's usually been that the doctor for some reason doesn't feel like the AMA guides, uh, you know, fifth edition rating is an accurate reflection of the uh, individual's loss. That's, that's usually what it is, I would say nine times out of 10. Mm -hmm. And as we've discussed before, the the fifth edition isn't even the most recent version of the AMA guide. So, you know, there, it, it's an inevitability that as the field of science evolves and as, or as the field of medicine evolves, and that will certainly be sort of intertwined with law. Um, and Almarez Guzman is essentially an inevitability as, as far as it looks based off of that. Um, so now as a, you know, as a work comp physician, if you run into a case where you need to, I, I'm, I'm using the wording invoke Elmarez Guzman. I don't even know if that's the proper wording for it, but I mean, what, what is, what is involved in doing so? Do you have to um, alert the insurer that, that you're doing so? Uh, do you have to give like a, a special uh, a section of the report which, which outlines that? What does it look like? Yeah. So if, if you look at the Elmarez Guzman, the, the doctors really have instructions to do four steps. The first thing they have to do is do the standard rating, you know, before you do anything. So you do the rating. And then you have to make some type of argument or comment or statement as to why this strict rating does not apply to the, um, 
uh, to the individual. So, you know, it doesn't apply because of A, B, or C. Um, next, you then have to provide an analysis about what your alternative rating is going to be. So something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, fourth thing um, that you have to do is you have to explain how you got there. You know, and, and this was, as a physician, this is really one of the more frustrating aspects of the Almeida's Guzman is they've given us this tool or this option, but it's not a very good tool because there's no real instructions on how to do it. Hmm. And whenever you set up a, a, a rule with no clear instructions, you're going to get, you know, 10 people trying to approach it 10 different ways. Yeah. And, you know, to, to me, the most disappointing Elmeris Guzman is always, you know, when the doctor writes, oh, well, in my medical opinion of 20 years as a blah, 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 oh, yes, um, yes. I think it should be 17 instead of six. You know, that's that to me is not really any type of explanation as to why you're picking that number, you know, mm-hmm. but but, you know, you see that if you look at reports and maybe they get approved or maybe they don't at the at the rating unit in California. Um, but, but for the most part, that's like the most disappointing one. Now, the classic one is, is where the doctor says, well, my patient has, you know, um, problems, uh, you know, they, with their back. So mm-hmm. if I do the strict rating in the DRE, like, let's say they get 6%, but I know, um, that they, um, you know, for instance, let's just say, you know, I know, but they can't do heavy lifting. Okay. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. So then they go off um, into the hernia chapter and they say, hey, look, if you had a hernia and you can't do any heavy lifting, you know, you get a WPI of X, you know, so mm-hmm. therefore my patient with a back injury that can't do heavy lifting must have a rating of at least X. And, you know, that's, um, you know, and that's come up and I, I think it's played once in a while okay and it's been accepted but but the point is you want to stay focused on the actual body part and the chapter where that body's part is supposed to be rated and kind of do your do your thinking and your conceptualizing in that chapter because what they don't want you to do is to start wandering around and having some number in mind and then you're just looking for an explanation for it you know that's what they don't want. Um, and I totally get that. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, so, you know, you want to stay in the chapter where the body part resides um, because those are all of the critical elements that pertain to that body part, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, that, that's another thing that you're going to read about. <clears throat> they ask questions, you know, why did you have to go out of the chapter and et cetera, et cetera. And, Again, since we weren't really given any instructions on how to do this, you're going to get all kinds of you know responses. So it, it makes it frustrating. Um, it makes it very open-ended, and it, in some ways it makes it a little contentious because uh, you know everyone's right. It's like if you're going to pick a number different than what the book gives you, um, that's going to be open to interpretation, and then that's going to be open to criticism, which is fine. You know, that we've got to have some discussions about, about things in order to move the ball forward. There's no but way to improve without criticism. <laughs> absolutely. So, so that does come up um, and it's commonly contested. Um, and, and I think, you know, people see opportunities from all sides as to why or why not the Elmer is Guzman would be best for, you know, their client or their case.
it's kind of funny how those sorts of things work. I mean, you introduce something into the law that's supposed to make it, you, you know, sort of in favor of the possibility that things will um, um, kind of even out. Things aren't so strictly adhering to these laws, which, as we sort of determined, is an inevitability as, as the science behind medicine and everything kind of grows and evolves and new things come to light. Um, and I, I just... And it does introduce, by way of that, like the the likelihood that things get a little more complicated. Now, um, you had, you had mentioned that you you had mentioned that you know it's probably best practice for for uh, kind of doctors to stay within the chapters that they're working with and everything. And you know, I I I can't help but imagine that you know even if even when all, all of those bases are covered when it when an insurance adjuster kind of sees the Elmarez Guzman thing that you know it just sort of like we said um it increases the likelihood for complications in the claim overall um or or is it more of a case of like it's sort of understood that now that it's law you know it 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 flies by a little easier or does it sort of always kind of introduce the likelihood that things will get more complicated when, when Almarez Guzman is used? Mm -hmm. Well, I, th I think it's seen as a red flag for parties um, when they look at a report and they see an Almarez Guzman is being used because they're like, okay, you know, what, what are we missing? What are we looking for in the report? And, you know, where's the bright line in here that, you know, caused this to be triggered. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is, okay, I'm going to have to see, you know, if, <clears throat> if they can sell me on this or not, essentially yeah. is what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the um, the the original what was it the um, so so Almarez Guzman was actually a decision of of two separate cases, one of a you know worker named Almarez and then the other of Guzman, and then it was actually in the Guzman case um that the the person that brought to the table that the that the uh, final impairment rating wasn't really uh, in alignment with what the actual uh. uh you know, impairment may be, uh, was introduced actually by, um, in, in AME. So, you know, it was sort of the person that you bring on to the case to double check everything that was saying that this, this doesn't match up. Um, you know, which is the, it is the, uh, it is the professional, what is it? Second opinion or whatever that you have is the person that's saying that, you know, that this is outside of the, the guides, you know, right here. So I think that's sort of a win in a way, you know, um, cause you don't really, if it's my understanding that you don't really have an AME jump on the case unless there is uh, contention or, or, you know, it's something that needs to be examined by another medical professional. Yeah. I mean, the AMEs come in for multiple reasons, but, you know, to check the rating, check the MMI status, you know, apportionment, all those things, you know, they're used as, as a second check and, you know, and, and just a little bit of, a little bit of personal comment here. Unfortunately, I, I think that the marketplace has seen the AMEs and QMEs somehow having um, a better or more complete or more expertise mm -hmm. in impairment rating when, and I've said this on previous podcasts, it's absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. You know, these, the QMEs and AMEs um, have, have no tests in competency in AMA writing any more than the primary treating physician, or is there any requirement um, by the state to show any competency and impairment rating? So, you know, unfortunately, I, I think that this has just kind of become a little folklore by most people 
um, to think, oh, if I'm getting a QME rating, it's going to be better than the one my primary treater is given. And it's absolutely just not true. Hmm. Um, it's wandering a little bit off topic, but we have to remember that, you know, these, um, the, the Almarez Guzman, of, of course, you know, came up during an AME exam uh, uh -huh. way back when. And they've, they've visited Almarez Guzman a couple times. I think we're, you know, on version three right now, V3.0 or something of Almarez Guzman. So it gets a little bit more consideration. It gets a little bit more refinement. But the main tenants we're talking about here really haven't changed. Okay. It, it gets a little more refinement and everything until the next person has an issue with it. And then it goes back to court and then, you know, that's right. It, yeah. Infinitum until the end of time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You run it through again and see, see what, what types of things can be fine tuned on it. Absolutely. I, that's, I mean, that's built into bureaucracy as we know it, you know, as, as soon as you get bored with one thing, you, you bring up a thing that hasn't been uh, brought up in a while. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. It's not like that, but you know, um, so yeah, this this was sort of a, a, a thing that I was wondering is, uh, so, you know, a, as you mentioned, um, and I, I, I don't, you know, you are a very busy person with what happens in California. So I don't even know, you know, if, if I, I should probably be asking like a work comp professional, probably closer to me in Pennsylvania or something like that. But uh, actually, there's the they use the sixth edition of the AMA guides, but you know, mm -hmm. like you were saying, there there were a couple of years there bef between you know the implementation of the AMA guides and um and the Elmer and Elmer's Guzman, uh, and it makes me wonder, you know, there are states that are still using the third edition of the AMA guides, things like that, um, and and it makes me wonder if there's those sorts of protection in place for for you know, people in other states and, you know, when the inevitability that this happens in other states where they've been using the AMA guides for much longer. And if people have any sort of protections out there now, I don't, like, like I said, you're, you're a very busy person in that regard. So I don't know if you would know if other states have a similar thing or not, but. Yeah, to, to be honest, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, yeah, what other yeah. alternative measures they have for, you know, assigning claim values in other states and so forth. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you follow the AMA guides, and this was something I wanted to bring up too in the talk was, you know, the AMA guides have, have provided this scenario of the Elmarez Guzman, but stated it slightly different. And again, it, it totally amazes me why it took so long for this to come up, you know, formally in the courts as Almarez Guzman, mm -hmm. when it was written in the AMA Guides Fifth Edition, and the when it came off the press, you know, back in two thousand three or whatever year it was originally published. Um, but you know, if you go to page five of the AMA Guides Fifth Edition, it clearly defines what a zero percent whole person impairment is for mm -hmm. an individual. Um, we've talked about this in some other podcasts, but, uh, you know, it's at the bottom of the page, left column. And just to paraphrase it, it says, if you're going to give someone a 0% whole person impairment, mm -hmm. uh, they cannot have any limitations in the performance of their activities of daily living, period. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, so, they're just as good uh, uh, walking walking out of the, the claim as they were right before they got injured. So so the, the point is, is that the AMA guides knew that there were situations where the function which takes precedence in the AMA guides does not match the whole person impairment, which is mm -hmm. simply a reflection of mm -hmm. the function. Um, but the AMA guides also fall short because it doesn't say 
how to reconcile that, mm-hmm. okay? And this, this has been one of the great mysteries of workers' comp and impairment rating for you know many years, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when we created RateFast, we came across this early on and decided we needed to come up with something that was analytic, objective, reproducible, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, again, if you read the book, you're going to come away with there are, there are different um, grades of uh, impairment purity, if you will. Mm -hmm. And the first one is the patient's actual functional loss and documenting that. And then being able to come up with a chapter rating, which the Almaraz Guzman says you have to do. And then really all all it comes down to is comparing two numbers. So if you know what someone's functional impairment rating is based on their their pain, their frequency, their you know tolerance for activities, their endurance of a particular ADL, um, and and if you know what that impairment rating is, and you know what the chapter rating is, it becomes a very simple exercise to know if someone comes within or without the AMA guides on their rating. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the problem is no one's ever really formalized that, and you know we've done that at rate fast sometime back now. So all of our ratings, when we do them, um, get checked against the functional rating. So if you get a back rating of seven, um, we do a functional rating on you and we simply compare the two numbers. And on page 20, it says, look, uh, step two, you know, everything needs to be within 10% of each other. So if the two numbers are within 10%, your quote unquote four corners rating is good. You're good to go. If your, um, if your four corners rating is uh, not within, okay, the uh, 10% um, mm-hmm. acceptable tolerance of the AMA guides, meaning that your functional rating is more than what the chapter has allowed you, then you're Almarid's Guzman. And mm-hmm. it's very simple, mm-hmm. you know. Unfortunately, not everyone uses rate fast or understands the you know level of detail and objectivity we've gone to. We're hoping more you know stakeholders um, adopt it or think like we think. We um, hope we hope you do. We hope you make the decision. That's right. But but what's really interesting is once you set up the matrices on these and the um, and the thresholds, you can not only say when someone's case is now more as Guzman, but you can also calculate what we call the overage. So we can say this is 5% over the tolerance of the AMA guides chapters four corners, or we Mm -hmm. can say this is 22% over, um, you know, and and then what we do is we simply adjust the rating accordingly. And I personally have had very good luck with the DEU on doing this, Mm -hmm. um, is bringing in, you know, here's what we're doing it on. And and for me personally, and this is me, this is my opinion, (laughs) you know, body parts have maximal values. And they're simply not going to be exceeded because the AMA guides have set the upper bounds for the body part. So for instance, like your, um, like let's say your elbow, if you go to table 16, 18, 499, page 499, you're going to see that the value of the entire elbow is 42% whole person impairment. So to try to give someone an Elmarez Guzman of 56 percent whole person impairment just doesn't make any sense because if you're trying to go above the maximum value or the amputation value if you will um really what are you doing 
you know? I mean, why even have a book if we're going to be, you know, going above an amputation value, you know? So, so clearly, clearly the not book, using it at that point. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, the book has given us boundaries on what the upper and lower, you know, body parts are. It's within the chapter of the body part being considered. And you simply need to address it and scale it appropriately um, for what the maximal body part is. And I have never had any problems um, in depositions or discussions with adjusters or patients, um, other doctors in using that method. Yet, yet a lot of Elmarez Guzman reports are, you know, meandering and they're, you know, looking for a, a result that the doctor has in mind, but maybe not sure, you know, how they're going to support it or why they want to support it, but they just feel like, you know, the, the number they have is too low. Yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes that's right, but sometimes it's not. And it's really, really interesting because once you start reading these reports, you know, the, the numbers that are generated are, you know, 50, 60, 20, you know, these, mm -hmm. these numbers that they pull out, or again, they try to analogize them with another, you know, section of a book that demonstrates an ADL that this table says you get, you know, for a certain impairment and tie it to that. So yeah. it's, it's been a little frustrating for me um, with the Almarez Guzman to see a lot of this go on because it's like, guys, we should have figured this out a long, long time ago. And again, this is my opinion, but um, you know, we, we, we can't have a system that says you can do something, but there's no instructions on how to do it at all. Yes. And, and that's, that's where, the Almarez Guzman really falls down, in my opinion, on getting cases closed. That's um <clears throat> well, so I mean, and that goes to show, you know, we 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 mentioned earlier that you know you kind of complicate things when you introduce uh, kind of a new variable in it, which is you know, or with respect to the Almarez Guzman, but at the same time, you are staying within what what little has been defined, you know, or, or what, what has been defined in Almarez Guzman as, as matches up with the AMA guides and everything. And that's not contentious. So, you know, um, it, it, it's there, it, it doesn't exist to create complications. It's just the fact that kind of, uh, Almarez Guzman as sort of a, uh, uh, as you extrapolate it to greater work comp law, you know, it's just another thing that doesn't have the proper sort of documentation that, that doesn't, um, that kind of, uh, you know, does, isn't, isn't written down somewhere where, where somebody can go and reference it so that they can adequately fill out the claim, uh, for, or to adequately perform the claim and everything. So, um, yeah, that, I, again, you know, just, just pointing out inherent problems in in the uh, in the workers comp system now you know it's a uh, it's it's sort of our it's sort of our goal to take care of uh, uh these things so i uh, look out for <laughs> look out for a rave fast blog post uh, uh clearly outlining almarez guzman in the most uh, non uh um uh confusing way possible one of the things that i'm thinking about right now is you know it, i i i wonder you know, who, who, if anybody's listening in, that is a physician that isn't even aware of Elmer's good. So I, I don't, I don't know, you know, if they tell you about that or not when you're getting your work comp, you know, a, a approval or anything like that. But, uh, um, 
but if if you're just finding out about this now um you know spin this one back and give it another listen because it'll help your practice but so john um in depositions uh, for for rate fast users in depositions how do you handle questions from attorneys um regarding rate fast ratings that invoke alvarez guzman yeah, this, this, this comes up both in Elmore's Guzman and with standard ratings too. And I did a deposition not long ago um, where the attorney was trying to understand how um, a whole person impairment for a, a skin condition was arrived at and how that was done. And I, I spent some time going through the basic tenets saying, okay, here's how we bound things. Here's how we interpolate, you know, interpolation weight averaging is the basically bread and butter of the AMA guides. It's cited all over, you know, between the, between the two covers and here's how we do it. And the attorney seemed a little perplexed as to still how this whole thing worked. Um, uh, the attorney was able to grasp and even understand and agree with the basic, you know, tenants that I outlined. We do it here. It says here on this page, this is what we use here because this is the you know top of the class value. So this is the maximum and you lay it all out nicely um, um, for them. And, and at the end of the day, there's still this, this inquisitive look you know, over, over at me. And it's like, so, so why are you using RateFast? And, and well, first off, because I made it. That's <laughs> what you would say. But, well, th that is the main reason it was created because yeah. these ratings are complicated numerically. Yeah. And, and the, the answer I always give the attorney is when was the last time you balanced your checkbook manually? You know, mm -hmm. when is it? When was the last time? For me, it was like 1993 was the last time I sat down and I balanced my checkbook. And I don't think um, I'm okay at math, let's say, but yeah. I would never get my checkbook to balance. It would take me three or four times. Yeah. And the mistake was always mine. Yeah. So the bigger question to the attorney in that particular situation is why would we ever depend on a doctor longhanding it to try to figure out what someone's impairment rating is when we have a system that's already done it really yeah so yeah so so why do i why do i need i mean that's why we have computers and it's why we have technology yeah so uh, <laughs> uh, well yeah if the, the and and if the you know if the answer is that things are you know better done in a more traditional sense there's nothing that's being done in a more traditional sense we live in an age where everything is different than it was five years ago so yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. There's, there's no reason that one should be doing something by, especially, you know, in, in work comp, every stakeholder is occupied, you know, right now. And, and even if the entirety of the system was automated, they would still be occupied. It, it, it's, it almost seems like a, a profession in which, you know, every stakeholder is constantly catching up to the last thing that happened. So, um, 
so yeah, you, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely necessary to use something like rate fast or rate fast itself, as we highly recommend. Um, it, it is, yeah. you know, and, and the bigger question is why did I choose the inputs that I chose for rate fast, as opposed uh -huh. to why do I use rate fast? I mean, rate yes. fast is a tool to improve accuracy and consistency with ratings. Yes. The bigger question is why did you choose a five out of 10 pain? And why did you say it was frequent? And why did you say, you know, seven ADLs were limited and only four were pain only. Uh -huh. Those are the real questions that belong in the discussion. Um, you know, you, you just have a tool like RateFast um, because you want to make sure that your outcome is correct if the mm -hmm. inputs are correct. So it's the same old thing, garbage in, garbage out. If we're looking for garbage in, have discussions about what's, what's going in on these ratings. Don't have discussions necessarily about, you know, why we're using technology to achieve more accuracy and efficiency. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't really think that's much of a discussion, but no, you know, some, some, some people get confused by it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, the attorney that, <laughs> the attorney that walks to the courthouse <laughs> instead of takes his right. car. No, I don't know. Um, well, you know, in everyone's defense, you know, the attorneys don't go home as far as I know and study yeah. the AMA guides and stuff. They need help, you know, learning that. And yeah. the doctors yeah. need help understanding the, you know, the different work comp, you know, labor codes and stuff. So yeah. It, yeah. again, we did a great, uh, we did a great podcast on depositions not long ago. And, and it is, it's just, it's just an opportunity to teach each other and learn and not get too contentious about it. Absolutely. John, any final words on Elmerez Guzman? Well, I'll just recap again so we can all hear it again. But the uh, Elmerez Guzman um, was set up when a doctor believes that the injured worker has crossed beyond the threshold of what the AMA guide has uh, provided to the um, individual. And when that happens, the doctor has to first um, simply give the four corners rating, be that zero or some number in between. And then they have to um, uh, give an alternative rating. And then they have to go on and explain why that alternative rating um, is A, valid and B, reasonable um, to fit the injured worker's functional loss. And then I'll close. And I try to say this in podcasts as much as I can. Impairment rating is all about functional loss and a whole person impairment rating is nothing more than a reflection and an accurate reflection of the functional loss. And when those two things don't always line up for whatever reason, um, then you are looking at the situation of Elmerez Guzman, but the AMA guides has already understood that this comes up. Um, we talked about the 0% not being able to have any ADL limitations. So it's already been thought of, it's already been, you know, put out there by the AMA guides. Um, unfortunately, you know, there hasn't been a good standardized system. And at the end, I'll give a pitch saying RateFast has made a very good attempt at standardizing functional ratings to compare to the four, four corners. And it's just a standard part of every single rating we do. I mean, it's, it's just the bread and butter of the impairment rating. And, um, and it's just business uh, as usual for us to, to calculate that. So that's all I have to add. We do it well, so you don't have to. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Indeed we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks again, John. And uh, uh, look out, we'll have, we'll have a blog post pretty soon um, on, on Almarez Guzman that, that outlines it really well. Hopefully we can make something that will be a nice companion to uh to people doing impairment ratings. And, uh, and you know, if, if you're using this companion, 
and it works out for you, but still you find yourself spending a lot of time on it and you think your, your time could be used. Uh, otherwise, you could always use RateFast. So <laughs> thanks again, John. We'll, we'll All talk right. to you next time. Thanks, Corey. Bye. For more information on the Almarez-Guzman decision, as well as how it applies to RateFast and RateFast Express impairment rating service, visit us at our blog at blog.rate-fast.com and try RateFast Express today at ratefastexpress.com.